0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a come follow me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler.
1: We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: Hi everybody, I'm David Butler.
1: I'm Emily Freeman.
0: Welcome to Don't Miss This. Hopefully you notice there's it's a little less. Um, reverby in here. It's not so much a, a disco party anymore. It's a church. Uh, she has I her carpet. From a party to a church. Well, okay. yeah, you get the carpet, but there's no furniture. So it's a little echoey, but I don't know. I, it's a cool vibe. Okay. Yeah, sorry about the echoiness um, last couple weeks, but here we are back. Um, continuing this sermon. Um, not the sermon. It is a sermon today, but we're continuing. <laughs> The ministry of Jesus among the Nephites, his personal, like in the, in the flesh, ministry among them. Um, although I was thinking about this today, that something that's a little bit unique about this, like we'll read really similar teachings um, that you would find in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, and also the Sermon on the Plain in Luke. Where is that, 9? I can't remember. Um, yeah. Almost like a collection of what you would expect Um, Jesus to teach. It's kind of neat because it connects us to the New Testament Jesus. You know, we're like, oh, this is the same Jesus who walked and talked among those um, in Palestine who taught them. But there are some significant um, differences in his teaching here um, that are subtle, but they are coming from a resurrected Lord, right? And 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 I think that's important. And also it's interesting too,
1: also because of who he's talking to I think as well because yeah. so many times he mentions in here um, in these chapters, I, I'm telling you more than I could tell the other people because you are more prepared to hear than yeah. the other people were which I think is so interesting to look at it like through that lens.
0: Yeah, we saw that with Alma, right? Remember when he went on that little Nephite rest you know yeah. reformation tour and he taught differently in each city and so you see that but it really is I mean uh, there's no doubt whether he is the resurrected king, you know, for this group of people. Those listening to Matthew 5 might have been like, okay, we're kind of trying, I mean, you're kind of like other preachers and, you know, yeah, you
1: know they're trying, trying to, to win, figure yeah. him out, you yeah. know, or
0: whatever. Here, it's like, he has full authority and full attention. There was a very, very dramatic entrance, you know, <laughs> before he starts to like, actually teach to them, and, and so he's got a very captive audience, and and again, some significant differences in there. One that maybe we should start with, we're going to talk about this list that are called the um, Beatitudes in Matthew 5, um, the constitution for a happy life. That's Harold Belize. Um, in the Greek, that blessed or blessed um, is this Greek word, um, Makarios, I don't know how to say it. Makarios. <laughs> oh, uh, we want to eat
1: spaghetti now. No. Oh, that was Italian. <laughs> Makarios.
0: I don't know what we say. That sounds like Mario again. I don't know Greek. Sorry, you're Greek. Um, the and it's a word that means congratulations. It's like a. It's like you would say that to a pregnant lady, like Makarios, like you. Yay, you're so lucky. You're so it's what a grandma says to her pregnant grandbaby. You know, it's like, yep. oh, And you're, sometimes you're just people like,
1: want to say happy. You could yeah, you could so... replace it for like, happy are you, or congratulations that you are which is so interesting because then when you read what you are, you're like, <laughs> that doesn't make me feel happy or like I should be congratulated.
0: Right. Like you think about and so we love this idea, this phrase of an upside down kingdom that Jesus is introducing. He's introducing a new kingdom. A new way of living throughout all of these chapters, and it's entirely upside down. It's not who you would expect would be in it, and it's very, very different than the rest of the world lives. Yeah.
1: And functions. Right. Yeah.
0: So it yeah. is almost like, I mean, you would expect a little bit of collision, right? If I'm living according to the laws of the United Kingdom, shout out to all you <laughs> UK friends, okay? and you move to the United States, and you're living under the laws of the UK, like you'll be driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, that's It's like a very-
1: Yeah,
0: it's gonna be surprising (laughs) for
1: people who-
0: Different experience. But that list is not the list of like, normally, um, it was in Jesus's day, uh, a, a preaching style to list the types of people that you know God is with. And normally you would expect to hear someone say like, oh, if your job is going well, God is with you, uh, you must be blessed. If you if you just got a raise, oh, you're so blessed. If I call up my granny, you know, I'm just like.
1: yeah. If your kids we, are all yeah, healthy. We have,
0: yeah, we, all our kids are healthy. My granny's like, you're so blessed, baby. You know, <laughs> yes. it's like, that's what you would expect. But he flips it and he says, no, no, no. In this kingdom, um, you're blessed if you're a mourner. Um, blessed, uh, uh, congratulations to the down and out folks. <laughs> um, you're hungry and thirsty. Like, I'm going to use that on my kids today. They're going to come home from school. I'm hungry. I'm going to say congratulations. Blessed are you. Right? You don't just normally, you know, say that. But really, this is like, that's that list. Like, um, congratulations if. And it leaves you thinking and wondering, what's so great? What's so congratulatory about being persecuted? And what's so congratulatory about being the peacemaker? No one wants to be the peacemaker, Mm -hmm. P.S., do you know if you're the peacemaker, you have no friends, right? <laughs> if you pick a side, but if you're the peacemaker, it means like everybody hates you. You know, both sides do. You're not getting along with anybody. So it's like, why are we saying congratulations, you know, to, to those... To the
1: hard things. Right.
0: To the, what is yeah. it about the hard things that are worth the congratulations? And it's
1: so interesting when you go through and look at, as he goes through and lists all those people and who they are. Let's... Um, We're in 12 right now? Yeah,
0: 30 by 12.
1: Four through 12. Um, It's so interesting when you look at And we should have said
0: this. Actually, there's three new Beatitudes in this version.
1: Oh yeah, that's fun.
0: Should we add those?
1: Yeah, we want
0: to. Where do they start? Um, Blessed are they who something, oh, right in the middle of one. Blessed are you if you give heed unto the words of these 12 whom I've chosen and given authority um, to baptize, to bring you into the kingdom. Right, baptism. Remember, is like the now you're a citizen of this new kingdom. So, and then more blessed are they who believe in your words. Um, so, and and so blessed are those who listen and are baptized. You know, and kind of follow that path. Or the and you new. love
1: that um, the first group are people who really saw him, saw the wounds, felt the wounds, and they're blessed. But then he's talking about a group of people who will just believe on your words. Um, who will be people that they will see after this fact. And I love that he includes, everyone's going to be just as blessed. Um, no matter how they enter or where or when they enter. As soon as you come into this family, congratulations. Yeah, right? It's so well, cute. Yeah,
0: but it's interesting. I just thought this for the first time in two where it says, more blessed are they who are just going to believe in your words. You know, and it's almost like you want to say like, okay, who's the luckier group? The ones that got to see Jesus descending from the clouds, heard the voice of the Father, and got called up one by one, or those who like, believe the story later.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's interesting that Jesus says, actually, congratulations, congratulations. to this group. Yes, <laughs> Who like, you. and you're like, what?
1: Yes. And,
0: and it leaves you like, that almost opens the door to help you start like, wondering like, wait, why is that better off to have to be more trusting rather than to have like, experienced it personally? Anyways, let's look at the list and then maybe we can come back to that. But uh.
1: um, So it's fun to look at this list two ways, I think. It's interesting to go through and just look at who he lists. The poor in spirit, um, those that mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Um, I like to think of that one as the, those who hunger and thirst just after something that will fill that hole, fill that gap. You know, when you hunger and thirst, you ache. Right. That's how you know you're hungry and thirsty.
0: like something's missing.
1: yes, and i I love it's like if if that's how you feel, um, you're in a good place. <laughs> yeah. the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, um those who are persecuted, um those who are reviled against. I love going through and just seeing where do you find yourself in that um, mix? But then I love going through and and also listing separately the blessings of. What are gonna happen? What are gonna come? What are you gonna experience? And when we taught this in the New Testament, we sat down one night and we went through, and we were like, "If you were gonna write this in like our language of our time in our day, what would it have sounded like um, then?" So we're just—I want to read that to you, quick. Just as you're thinking about it, because sometimes it's so poetic and it's so pretty. And it's Commonplace, a little bit, you've heard it all, yeah, all the time. yeah, it's a little bit hard to like be like, oh that, that's me, that's the one that describes me. but each of us should find ourselves somewhere in there. Um, so listen to it like this. when you feel you are lacking, you are blessed because you will find your abundance in him. When your heart is broken, you are blessed because he will come to mend you. When you become content where you are, you are blessed. Because you will learn to see God in everything. When you are empty and unsatisfied, you are blessed. Because he will come to fill you. When you offer your heart to someone in need, you are blessed. Because your heart will become like his. When you seek for the good, you are blessed. Because that is where you will find God. When your relationships need reconciliation, you are blessed. Because your father is the giver of peace. When you feel like you don't belong, you are blessed because He has already welcomed you in." And I love just as you look for Him in each of the Beatitudes, you realize that that, that thing, that ache, that pain, that struggle is what is actually going to turn you to Him
0: Yeah, in the end. It's like congratulations because like need or desperation opens the doorway to heaven. You know, it's just like, that is why somebody's going to go seeking for him in their life. And that's why it's so, right? I mean, even that first one where you're like, why does that um, second group who didn't get to experience have a greater congratulation? It's like, oh, because they actually will have the experience of struggling to trust and like leaning on him and like seeking and yearning, you know, that the others Mm -hmm. didn't quite have. I mean, they had a great experience, but he's just like but it won't do to their heart what that like invisible God can do for somebody's heart, you know? So um, upside down, totally upside down. And the rest of it really is too. Yes, Like you start thinking about, okay, so what's life in the kingdom actually look like, right? So this is, you are citizens in my new kingdom. It's different from the rest of the way the world lives. So let's talk about together what that means.
1: And you love when you watch it happen in the New Testament because there's something that you see before you hear as you're going through that lesson. Um, It tells us in Matthew 5, right in the very first verse, and he went up out of the multitude up a mountain and his disciples came up and sat with him. And I love the imagery that this is going to be a higher law. This is going to be a life that is going to stretch you. That's what's going to happen. You're He's going to start saying, this is how you used to do it. This is what the law of Moses looked like. This is this is what has been comfortable to you. But um, I love that he keeps telling him, I'm going to try and make you perfect. Or in other words, complete. I'm going to try and make you complete. The same that the Father and I are, that's what we want for you. And that's going to require stretching. Like, that's, that's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. It's going to cause you to grow. Um, I can remember when I was a junior in high school that summer, um, my dad got called to be a mission president. And I, my junior year had been, like, it had been a good year. I had good friends. I was um, going to run for an office. I had all these plans that we, um, you know, that you do when you're 17 years old. You just know what you're going to do. And all of a sudden in March, that spring, we found out we were going to be leaving. And then as we got into the summer and we were packing up our house and who wants to move their senior year? I will tell you right now, nobody. And those of you who have done it, you know it's really, really hard. And um, we were excited to go and to experience what would a mission be like. We were excited for that part, but hard to leave what was comfortable for us. And I can remember my mom brought us all in the living room right as we were getting ready to leave. And she gave all of us a journal matching. And on the front page of the journal, there was this poem that she had found in an Ensign Clearback. This would have been in like 1986. Um, And the poem was called Stretching. And it said this, change is never easy, but then neither is reaching for a star. But too much change at once makes the stretch marks on my heart gaping holes. Through which the world can see my tears and even the hurt sometimes." And then I love this line right here, I wonder when I am done with all this change if I will be taller from all the stretching. And I can remember reading that that day as a 17-year-old and realizing we were about to go into an invitation that I mean we couldn't even imagine what was ahead for us, what those three years would bring. And um, looking back now, what I see is zone conferences and moments at the park with all those missionaries. And you've heard me talk about before hearing them say the standard of truth and hearing them sing Call to Serve and Praise to the Man, and um, going and sitting in um, state conferences and zone conferences where my dad would tell us, You better listen really carefully because. I might call you up to speak. <laughs> and it was the best thing he ever did. I was the oldest at 17. There were six under us. We listened so good in every <laughs> meeting, just in case you were <laughs> going to be the speaker by accident. Um, that I look back at all of these memories I would never trade, but at the beginning, it just seemed so daunting. And I love that as you listen to this chat. Um, these chapters, 12, 13, and 14, that he's gonna talk about this higher law, this invitation to enter into something that isn't necessarily gonna be comfortable, and it doesn't look like what you've always done, and you're uncertain what's going to be ahead, but that there's gonna be blessings that come from the stretching. And um, when we came home after that three years, we were taller, all of us, because of what had happened and um, what we have learned. And I think that is what Jesus is in, inviting these people into in these chapters is, I'm about to give you an experience that's gonna make you taller.
0: Yeah, you almost love at the very end. You remember in Matthew 5, the last verse says, therefore I would that you should be perfect or whole even as your father in heaven is. And it's interesting in this version, he says, I would that you should be perfect even as I or your father in heaven is is perfect. And it's almost like, He's kind of recognizing and saying, like, in between the Sermon on the Mount and this sermon, I went through some stretching places, Mm -hmm. and I've gained um, wholeness, wholeness, and right. And and we were talking about the word. Another synonym to that is fullness, right? And if you read forty-eight, just like this is what he wants for you is wholeness and completeness and fullness. You might be tempted to think, "Oh, great! I have to do every single thing in these chapters," (laughs) and you're like, "I, "I all of a sudden want to quit." Um, I don't want to do it. But we were talking earlier is what if you just thought about these as, as you read through them this time, just to think like which one of these kind of taps on your heart to say, oh, Jesus is showing me how to live a new kingdom type of life in this particular area. And what's so awesome with his style here is he gives a new way of thinking about the law. He almost like higher law is one way to think about it. Another way to think about it is an inward law versus an outward law. Like he's like, I want you to think about the insights of you as you approach each of these. And he gives examples, but if someone were to take the outward approach to the examples, they would be doing it wrong, I think. You know, where he's just like, it might look like this. It might look like that. And I want you to like, Focus on the insides. Like, what's your intention? And you're like...
1: Yeah. As you look at it, we have to remember what these people have come from, right? They brought with them from Jerusalem when they came and then they've been living it. The law of Moses, um, which is prescribed. It's measured out. It's calculated exactly what you're going to do. That's how they have lived. And and he's going to say to them, actually, this living looks a little bit different because the outward law... Is more measured and prescribed, and, and this is what you do. And if you did this, then you did it, and then you move to the next thing. Um, it's it's very. Um, we saw what happened with the Pharisees. It can become very Pharisaical because everything is measured and calculated. Where when it's an inward law or a higher law, it really requires you to be engaged with the Father and the Son and the Spirit, and mm-hmm. and thinking through. Okay, how should I approach this situation and all together, it can feel really overwhelming, but in pieces, um, not as overwhelming. I was noticing, I was listening to it today as I drove. And as I was listening, I, there were a couple times where it said something that I was like, oh, I need to. I could do better at that one. And then I listened to some more and then there was another one that I was like, oh, I could, that I could do better at that one also. And um, to think that on this spot, we forgot to show them the board, but on this spot, of these um, these stretching moments that you've got this big long column you could be writing in, um, it's interesting to think. Don't write all of them because that is overwhelming. But just as you read through, there might be something that just grabs at your heart that you'll be like, "Oh, I want to, I want to work on that one. I want to think about what that one looks like."
0: Yeah, and and you were saying something that made me think. Oh, that's so powerful that. This whole idea of like, you would need to have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit engaged in an inward journey. You know, an outward journey, like you don't really need them. It's just like, oh, all I need is the book.
1: Yeah, the checklist. Yeah,
0: I don't need them. I just need a book and tell me how to do it. But it's interesting that these chapters are connected in real life, but not in come follow me. (laughs) Like next week, let's think about the fact that like, after he gives this new kingdom way of living, he's going to give several like, Ways to engage with the Father and Son mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit as part of that journey. Oh, I think it's we want to tie, so good. like we want to yeah. tie them together. He's just yeah. like, as you consider, like, um, what's my prayer life look like? How am I doing in my judging other people
1: and ministering? And yeah,
0: all those things. It's almost mm-hmm. like, oh, let the sacrament and the connection there be a be a help. Let the let scripture devotional time be a help you know, in, yeah. in trying to figure out. And you this love
1: that the first the first lesson, he's like, okay, let me show you how you used to do it. Let me show you what it used to look like. And then I'm just gonna give you an idea of what it could look like now. And then the next lesson, he's gonna really teach him. Uh, let me give you an example of kind of what this looks like. Um, you can remember when you, um, sometimes we'll talk about some of those laws from the law of Moses. You could only take a certain number of steps on Sunday. You. Um, you couldn't light a candle, you couldn't cook. There were you, there were just things that were your checklist. You just knew, I don't do that um, on these days. And then he's gonna go through and, and start talking about, you've heard it said this way, but what if you were to think about it this way? And one of the ones that stood out to me today as I was thinking about that living, that higher law or that inward law, is when he says this, I'm gonna be in chapter 14. Um, verse 1. And he says, um, he turns to the multitude and he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again.
0: One time my mom tried to quote that verse to us because we were making fun of someone at church that that's back before I was baptized. Um and she tried to quote this verse to us to get us to stop like judging each other. And, like it, it, this is like hard. It's a tongue yes. twister. And yes. she ruined. like she was like if ye judge the judgment of the judger will judge thy judgment. <laughs> and we were like, no. We okay, now we're, we're making fun of you. <laughs> Instead of that other lady.
1: Oh, it's so awesome. Um, and I love when it, when he talks about this measure. That there's going to be, whatever measure you meet, that's how it's going to be measured to you. That you start seeing that.
0: Yeah, read that again that in measure. verse two. Because I like distracted from the whole thing. For, but I like the connection you're making to read two. For
1: with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged.
0: Mom, that's it and
1: with what measure ye meet it shall be measured to you again and then he's gonna explain to them he's gonna be like let me show you how this is gonna work why is it that you see the mo in your brother's eye when you have a whole beam in your own eye like do you see how this is not working this system that you're in and um i can remember my mom telling me a poem that every time i read this verse about with what measure you meet that's how it's going to be measured to you again, and it had to do with forgiveness. And I just want you to think about that measuring, like the outward measuring, this is prescribed. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is what you check off, as opposed to an inward measuring that would be more spirit of the law driven and um, kind of entering into that higher law. This is such a great poem. It's called Forgiveness Flower, and it's by Marguerite Stewart. And it says this, when I went to the door at the whisper of knocking, I saw Simeon Gartner's daughter, Kathleen, standing there in her shawl and her shame, sent to ask forgiveness flour for her bread. Forgiveness flour we call it in our corner. If one has erred, one is sent to ask for flour of his neighbors. If they loan it to him, that means he can stay. But if they refuse, he had best take himself off. I looked at Kathleen, what a jewel of a daughter. Though not much like her father, more's the pity. I'll give you flour, I said, and went to measure it. Measuring was the rub. If I gave too much, neighbors would think I made sin easy. But if I gave too little, they would label me close. While I stood measuring, Joel, my husband, came in from the mill, a great bag of flour on his shoulder, and seeing her there, shrinking in the doorway, he tossed the bag at her feet. Here, take all of it. And so she had flour for many loaves while I stood measuring." I just think this is such a great example of what what Jesus was trying to teach in this, of this this law that was so measured before. Now there's gonna be a different way of living and it's living within the Father's fullness. It's living generously. It's this deliberate, um, intentional way of living the way Jesus would live and doing things the way Jesus would do. And it was so different. It was so upside down from what they had done before.
0: Yeah, it took a while for the disciples to get it. You remember he gives the parable of forgiveness and Peter's like, well, how many times are supposed to forgive? Seven, <laughs> you know? Almost like he's saying to his buddies, could you imagine
1: seven?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he's like, no, 70 times seven. And you know one of them then pulled out a tally marker to yes. be like, well, 342, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, no, 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 no. You're missing this. Even that, that example of the beam in your own eye and the moat, like if a beam has been removed from your eye, um, you've been forgiven of a beam's amount. And with that, with that, like, spirit. And from that yeah. place, go and approach people and talk to them yeah. about, about things. You just love it. Like, it's
1: so generous. Right. It's so a fullness. It's it's like when you think of that word complete, it's everything. It's all the father has. That's the way of living. And it's so different.
0: Yeah. And the generosity began, You you enter that as a recipient of it first from yeah. God. Right? It's almost like First, you remember they had that experience on the stairs, right? You've experienced such... I
1: love that they're on the stairs. Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, on what stairs? I mean, I prefer this field of like daisies and everyone oh. walks through this meadow.
0: <laughs> and mine <laughs> <laughs> <Yours> <laughs> are on the stairs. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it happened, but they all experienced mm-hmm. for themselves the generosity and goodness of God. Now, after having experienced that, Let's talk about how to how to live out kingdom life. The like the mm-hmm. order of that I think is is so important. We and love you oh this oh line. yeah this line right here. If you go back to the prayer, you remember the the Lord's prayer. Um, he's talking about like okay is that in 13. 13. He talks about praying and praying in secret and and not being you know vain repetitions and all this stuff. But then he uses this line after this manner. Therefore pray ye. And we were just talking about how interesting it is that in all of these situations, he is teaching a new manner of living. You know, if he's like, after this manner, judge ye, or after this manner, um, love people, after like a new way of, of living out your life. In fact, um, where did I write this down? I was studying this. Um, if you look at look at these verses, uh, go back to chapter um 12 and here they are, let me just say them to you and you can go and look them up. But verse three, verse 19, verse 20, verse 23 and verse 24, every single one of those emphasizes coming into Christ. Mm. Where he's just saying like the emphasis here is a relationship and coming unto me. In fact.
1: And you love the one in 24 where it talks about, this is how I want you to come with full purpose of heart. That's how I want you to enter in. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, But just that deliberate, that intentional um, engaging as you enter into this life. This is that list too, while you're looking for that, where he talks about, this is what it's going to look like. He says, it's, you've seen it written an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? That's the old way. But in, um, verse, um, 39, he says, you shall not resist evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, then just let him have your cloak also. And I love this one. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too, you know? that That's what you're going to do. And it's interesting because I once read that that little part came from, there was a... Um, there was kind of a rule in the community, if someone came through with their trunks, you would help carry them through the town um, to get to the other side of the town. And whatever their luggage, whatever their burden was, you it kind of was the code of hospitality, you would carry them through the town. And what he was saying is, don't just carry them through the town. Go a mile out of town, take him as far as you can. And then you come back with just that thought of, Um, that fullness, right? That generosity. Mm
0: -hmm. And do not count your steps on the second mile. (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) like, it's not, these aren't meant to be rules. It's like, he gives examples so that we'll like work through it and think, I wonder how I'm going to, because the different types of situations are a million that all of us are going to encounter as kingdom people living in this world, trying to live a kingdom life. And it's, we're meant to work through it. And I found that verse and he talks about in chapter 15 about the law that was given. And I love that he say, um, I, I'm the one, verse 5, verse five 35, 15, 5. I'm the one who gave the law and <laughs> covenanted with my people of Israel. And I want to tell you that I came to fulfill the law and now has an end. I want you to now think this way. Verse 9, I am the law and the light now. Don't look in the book anymore. Look into me. And endure to the end and you shall live and i i love that he says he that endureth to the end will i give eternal life and but before he says that he says you can have that life now like eternal life doesn't have to be a destination it can be something that you enjoy and live out right now but i am now the new law like i want you to look to me and look at the way i lived and and do it in connection with me.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be such a different way of living. He's it, in the next chapters when we jump in next week, he's gonna start explaining what that living looks like day to day. And it's so different than what they had done before. Um, whenever I read this, I love, um, we talked a little bit about, um, as you get into the end of this, you start seeing, he's gonna to say to you, you can't have two masters. Um, you remember that part. I should have looked up where it was. 24, 13, 24. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon, he tells them. And then he goes through and he gives so many things of like, you can either go in this gate or this gate. You can either walk down this path or this path. You can either, either build your house here or you can build your house here, that it's almost as if he's saying to them, there is a choice to be made right now. That That's what I'm giving you. You can do it the old way, or you can do it this way now. And, and it's gonna be that shift that they're gonna have to make as they enter in. And I love this one verse in 14, it's 14, 14. I love it when it does that. It's Me so much too. easier to yes. memorize. <laughs> um, it says this, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Remember he talked about, look, look to me because I am life. And John 10, 10, where he talks about, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's, that's what it is. He's the abundant life. That's what he's telling them. And then he says this one line that is so interesting and few there be that find it. And it's so interesting to me that it's just, It's just a few people who are gonna try and enter into this way of living. And I had the opportunity many years ago to visit Walden Pond, which is such a beautiful place. And it was fall and the leaves were changing just like now. And we walked around the whole entire pond and there was that glitter on the water. You know how it does just at the right time of the day. And this is the story of Walden Pond. If you don't know, there was a man who decided he was gonna walk away from all of the chaos and the craziness of his life, and he was gonna go into the woods with nothing, and he was gonna see if he could live in that place. And so he built this little tiny house that is still there that has room for a bed and a desk, that's it, on this beautiful lake that is like breathtaking every time you walk out um, to where it is. And I'm sure it wasn't breathtaking in the winter, but it was breathtaking in the fall. (laughs) it was. And when he gets all done with that experience, he writes this quote that is so good. He says, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately. To front only the essentials of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach. And not when I came to die, discover I had not lived. That's such an interesting thought. The fact that he was like, I, I came to just live with the essentials. Just to make sure before I died that I hadn't missed living, this living. Um, he stays in that little house for two years, two months and two days, which is so interesting. Um, that he's why there. not
0: two hours? Like he blew it. Like he could have <laughs> he, just kept going. He might have. Okay. We don't know. I'm gonna ask
1: him. When we die in the line. You can get in his line. And when
0: I die, I want to discover that I had lived. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just so you know.
1: Um, And I love... um, We love this thought as you enter into this Sermon on the Mount um, in America scriptures to think to yourself, what what if we did this? What if we were like, I came out of the world. I came out of mammon. I chose the other choice because I wanted to live deliberately. I wanted to look at only the essentials of life and see what they had to offer. And this becomes the essentials of life. And it's hard. I mean, it, he walked away from everything. He walked away from comfort and, and warmth and niceties and all of those things to, to figure it out. Um, he lived deliberately. And I just, I love that thought of entering into this place and saying, okay, what is the one? What is the one I need to work on right now?
0: Yeah, and I think if I were to do it, to go through these chapters, I would go through it with that beginning, just to think like, first by starting and saying, no, I do want to step out of the world and into a new kingdom. Like, um, we love this line, like, grow me, you know, like, change me. I want to come away from this um, taller. And then when one of these little topics pricked my heart, I think the first thing I would do is try to put my eyes on Jesus, you know? How would you live this if you were living it in this particular situation. I think it really is as simple as that. He says, you don't need to look for the way to do it in the book. I'm the law. Like, look to me. I'll guide you through this. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll walk you through this whole thing. And to think and almost to say like, Lord, I'm not trying to get eternal life. I'm trying to live it now and teach me how to do that. Yeah.
1: And that thought of, I wanted to live deep that I just, um, it was interesting because I was on a walk today with a friend and as we were walking, she said, um, I've been thinking a lot about what does it mean to like give something to the Lord? What does that mean? If you give it to the Lord, how do you give it to the Lord? Exactly how, like how do you describe giving something to the Lord? And we kind of talked about that for a minute. And then she was like, well, what does it look like in your life? And I thought about it for a minute and I thought, you know what is so interesting for for me? My picture isn't actually me handing off something. My picture is that all around me is chaos. That's just the way it is. It's the world, it's the things I worry about, it's the deadlines that I have, it's the contention and division that's happening right now, it's all the decisions that need to be made, It's Staying on top of the bills, it's, that is chaos, that is life. And in the middle for me is Jesus. And that is peace and life-giving and, and quiet and it's centering for me. And sometimes I think it really is that turning again to Christ, that as we turn to Him and then we do what you just talked about, where you're like, help me do this the way you would do this. And then we go back into that thing. I think that's how we give things to the Lord is mm. that is that we are like this is this is my burden here. Let me turn to you and and focus here for a minute so I can turn back to that and have that direction um that maybe helps us enter in in a better way.
0: Yeah. I I love this. I hope this has been a good introduction to kind of just like okay, now I'm ready to just really jump into these words here and just let them speak to me, to mm. go slowly through them and deliberately through them. And yep. I mean, don't you just want to be like one of the few that find it? Like yes. I, I, I want to live, I lo- this speaks to my spirit right here. It was like, I want to live deliberately and I want to live um, deep, yep. you know?
1: And it's fun to be thinking about that this week, like just marinate in that this week because we're about to dive deep next week into what this living actually looks like, and it's going to stretch us. Um, That—that's what you're going to find as we get into next week's chapters. Is it's going to be a growing season as we enter into that?
0: Okay, so, can't wait. So good. See y'all next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This.
1: Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com, and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.